name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good morning. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Sean Rogers, also known as Staff Sergeant Rogers in the United States Army. So before I begin, I would like to thank Mother Barbara and Mother Betsy for affording me the opportunity to come and speak not only at the 10 o'clock, but also at the 8 o'clock service. It's just been an absolute honor to be here, so thank you very much. And thank you, St. Andrews, for having me here this morning. So I was reading the sermon, or I, as, I'm sorry, I was reading the gospel, and I try to take the gospel every Sunday and say, how does that apply to me? And then I thought about my military service, and I said, how could I apply that to my service? And then I thought about it. When I was a child, I remember growing up saying, I'm going to join the Army. I knew, I knew that I was going to join the Army because my grandfather, Tom Conkerman, was in the Army. And he was everything that I ever wanted to be as a man, as a human being, as a soldier, as a father. And eventually, maybe one day as a grandfather, I, I basically idolized this guy and everything that he did because he was such a great man. And he had been in the Army and served in World War II. So with his help and my mom's help and all of her sisters who thought they were my mom as well, <laughs> seven of them, I was ready for the Army. And I was ready for the Army because not only did I train in my going to church, I grew up Catholic, and as we all know, we're in the Catholic church, very much like this church. We do a lot of stand-up, sit down, stand-up, sit down, stand-up, <laughs> nail, stand-up, nail. So I was physically ready. <laughs> but I was also spiritually ready. Because of my family's guidance and my learning of faith through Catholicism growing up, my lamp was full with oil. So I was ready. I was ready to go. And I remember at the age of 17, I coerced my mom into going to the recruiter station, and I remember her sitting there crying as she signed the papers, and I thought, well, you're either going to let me go or I'm going to just go. And she signed, and I joined the Army. And here we are 17 and a half years later, I'm still in the Army. And it's been quite a roller coaster. It's been up, it's been down, it's been left, it's been right, it's been good, it's been bad. But all of which has brought me to where I am here today. So I joined the Army with good values from my grandfather teaching me to sit up straight, no elbows on the table, get your hat off the table, say yes sir, no sir, <laughs> to all the moms that I had with my aunts and my mom guiding me and, and encouraging me to be a great man, and I had my faith. So I joined the Army. And those first couple years were wonderful. They were fun. I went to Panama. I went to Honduras. I traveled into Germany, drank a lot of beer, and <laughs> we had a good time. And I grew as a soldier. And through all of that, I took my faith with me, and I kept that lamp lit. It may have gotten dim at times, but I kept going because I had all of that faith that I had been brought up with to not only encourage me and push me, but to also push and encourage my peers and my fellow soldiers. So a few years went by, and then September 11th happened. And as the world as we know it, for anybody over the age of probably 25, it changed. And I found myself, I was training to go to Bosnia at the time, and I found myself in a situation where we didn't know we were going to go to Bosnia. The Army came down and said, you're the most trained the Army has. You're probably not going to go to Bosnia. And we can all remember, if you take a moment and think back to September 11th at about 9 o'clock in the morning in 2001, what you were doing. You probably remember what you were wearing. It impacted us that much. And it really impacted me because 
We didn't know. And I was scared. I wasn't scared that God was going to lead me. I just was scared of the unknown. We don't go to war every day, right? So this is something new for us, something new for me, and I was very scared. So I prayed. And I knew that God was not going to do me wrong, and he was going to be beside me. Eight days passed. And we were on the airstrip, and we were heading down the runway, and it took off, and a pilot came across the loudspeaker, and he said, we were on our way to Bosnia. And we all cheered because we knew we weren't going to somewhere in the Middle East. And then we landed in Bosnia, and then we said, oh, my. This wasn't that great. <laughs> but we got through it. And I can honestly tell you, through all the great works that we did as soldiers in Bosnia, the good by far outweighed the bad. And it was an incredible experience. And yet again, I got to keep my lamp lit, and I got to continue to grow as an American, as a soldier, as a son, and as a Christian. And then I came back. And then something really big happened. I was singing karaoke down at a place in Greencastle, and I met the most beautiful woman that ever walked the face of the earth. <laughs> and I made her my wife. And we now have six children. We have six children because I've been deployed five times. Every time I came back, we had a baby. <laughs> With the exception of Iraq and Wade, I guess that was a little bit tougher before we came back and had two. So <laughs> now we have an 11-year-old, 9-year-old, 7-year-old, 5-year-old, 3-year-old, and 1-year-old. So we're very blessed and very busy. That's why we don't always make it to church on Sunday, because it's quite a challenge just to get here at times. <laughs> so my wife, my best friend, helped me enter the next part of my life. And she tamed what I would say probably the beast, because I was a little out of control. And she pulled and reeled me in, and she was the best thing that ever happened to me. So we grew, and we grew together. And then Caden came to join our life, and we continued to grow. And then Peyton came to join our life, and we continued to grow. Our spirits kept continuing to grow in our faith as well. And then Hurricane Katrina happened. And I remember watching it on the news. It was, it was, it was hitting the Gulf. And I thought, wow, this is going to be bad. And then I got sent to Hurricane Katrina. And I couldn't grasp the concept of how powerful it really was until I got there. Picture all of Franklin County, Chambersburg, Waynesburg, Greencastle. Let's go ahead and lump in there Hagerstown, Carlisle, Newville, maybe even Mechanicsburg and wiping it completely off the map. It was unbelievable. I couldn't grasp it. At times, it, 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 it overwhelmed me. And then it consumed me. It consumed me to the point that I was angry at God. And I said, how could God let this happen? And I was mad. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not denying God. How could I? I've been through too much. He's my best friend. We have fights with our friends, right? We have fights with our spouses, right? And our families. I wasn't denying him. He's too big of a guy, too big of a concept to deny. I was just mad. And I didn't know how to control that. So I seeked all kinds of guidance. I remember my mom telling me, if you don't question God, you will go to hell. That's very Catholic. And that's okay. And I just kept seeking and seeking and seeking and praying about it. But boy, I, we were, I was mad. I was so mad I didn't speak to God for six months. I didn't want anything to do with him. And it was right around Father Ted Babcock and Mother Christine time frame. And between the two of them, they brought something to my attention. They said, maybe it wasn't about you. Or maybe, or, uh, maybe it wasn't about the storm. Maybe it was about you and your peers going to help other human beings. And there it was, the aha moment. Americans, human beings, helping other Americans and human beings. What an incredible concept. 
and it was amazing. During that time frame, we could easily say that my lamp was probably out. But I went to the store and I refilled it. And God and I, we got back together and we started hanging out again. And things got better in my life. And we knew it was coming, and eventually it did. And in the summer of 2007, I got my orders to go to Iraq. And I went to Iraq with my lamp very full. And the war was hard. Very hard. There's no worse feeling, in my opinion, than waking up every day thinking this may be the last day that I live. So I prayed. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for God to help me get through it and get me home to my family. So I took it with me everywhere I went, that lamp. And I carried it with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. It got me through it. But somewhere along that line, things got a little twisted around for me. And I came back from Iraq a very hardened individual. And very plainly to say, if you were Muslim, I hated you, and I didn't want anything to do with you. I was bitter at you. So here I am again. The lamp is going dim. So I prayed, and I continued to pray. And I just carried that hardness for a very long time. And Heather stuck by me, and my buddy stuck by me, and my family stuck by me. And God and Jesus stuck by me. And wouldn't you know it, he answered my prayers. And he answered my prayers by sending me back to the Middle East <laughs> on my fifth deployment. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. But I didn't realize it at the time, but it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I ended up in a mission in Kuwait where I was actually dealing with the regular populace, the day-to-day -day populace of the Kuwaiti people in a very Muslim culture, in a very different culture than America. And I realized that we can coexist. I can be friends with you. Your values and your beliefs are different than mine, but we can still walk amongst each other because at the end of the day, we're still human beings that believe in God and believe in his good work. So I came back rejuvenated. Things that helped me get through all of that time was not just the faith that I learned from a young Catholic, but from St. Andrew. In 2007, right before I left for Iraq, Bishop Baxter confirmed me and brought me over to the Episcopal Church. I remember my mom was not happy about that. But as I would say all the time, I guess I came over and joined the team for the big win. So I took you with me. I didn't share this at 8 o'clock service, but St. Andrews was actually such a part of getting me through everything. We were on a mission in Iraq. And we came back, and during that mission, we missed the opportunity to eat dinner. Now, there's an option here. You can eat MREs. Anybody's ever ate MREs, meals ready to eat, they get a little bit old. They get a little <laughs> bit old and they back you up. You get tired of eating MREs. It's just kind of depressing. You know, meal time can be a very special and sacred time when downrange. So I had the keys to the mail room and I said, I'm going to go get the mail. And I went into the mail room and wouldn't you know it, there's about four boxes for me. Big box. And opened them up, and it was cookies. From you, St. Andrews. So 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because I have you beside me. Sin and you escape me. The best cookies I've ever had. <laughs> and that was my supper. Thank you. Never had the chance to completely share that with you. And it meant the world to me. In the words of Abraham Lincoln, for those at the Gettysburg Address, he said, there is unfinished work to be done by us, the living. And I have vowed to continue to serve not only America and my family and my community, all veterans that have ever given anything, whether it be in war or garrison, being back in the States, I will continue to serve. And I will continue to serve God and Jesus because there is unfinished work to do. And I will continue to serve because God has afforded me that opportunity to be blessed enough <coughs> to continue to serve and the ability to serve. And I thank you for your time. And I thank you for all your love and prayers and concern for me and my family. In God's name we pray. Amen.